Welcome to the Patriotic Pulpit. A special guest is coming up at the bottom of the hour, and that will be Brigitte Gabrielle. Brigitte Gabrielle is the national security analyst. She's the New York Times bestselling author. She's the chairman for Act for America. And her latest bestseller is a book called Rise, and she is a firecracker, and we're just happy to have her. She's come to Wichita Falls before at the Memorial Auditorium about six or seven years ago, but uh, we're happy to have her on the radio today. We'll talk with her just a little bit. Right now, I want to do an update. Last week, I introduced a topic pertaining to Tucker Carlson, actually, and uh, the firing of Tucker Carlson from Fox News. And one of the things that uh, Carlson had brought out that just rankled so many people was the great replacement, that is, the idea that the Democratic Party is replacing the white majority population in this country with minorities from southern countries, either southern hemisphere countries such as uh, South America and other places of the world, replacing those voters, replacing white voters or American voters with those voters. And that replacement theory is really more than a theory because the liberal media has absolutely pushed the same thing, and that is open borders. That what's, But it's one of the reasons that gives us open borders. At any rate, the mainstream media's complicity is to radically change the demographics of America to the benefit of the ruling class. And we talked about that last week. Those people who point that out, are, such as Tucker Carlson, are labeled racist, bigots of a white supremacist variety. For example, I talked about Yahoo News, ranted that, Tucker Carlson offered a full-throated embrace of the white supremacist great replacement theory that imagines that the Democrats intend to replace the white majority population with a minority one, guaranteeing a future socialist government. And supposedly, according to the mainstream media, this is so much foolishness. Now, I don't know where Tucker Carlson is on the entire issue, and I'm not appointed to be a spokesman for him or for Fox News or against Fox News or anything, But I do want to point out a couple of facts regarding the Great Replacement. And that is that this is really a, more than a theory, it's a factual working operation that is done by not only many Mexican officials in the Mexican government, but also many officials in our own country, as well as globalists and global elitists all over the world. And to to replace this majority population by an open border. So we talked about La Reconquista. Now, that kind of brings us up to speed what I had said last week. One of the points that I wanted to make is that the Mexican government or many officials in it and radical Chicano groups in this country are pursuing a dream of La Reconquista, the reconquest of the southwestern United States. Now, I recognize that this is, this is even to say these things, it causes many people to raise their eyebrows, to get excited. It's a controversial topic. Colum, uh, columnist Linda Bentley of the Sonoran News, located in Cave Creek, Arizona, wrote in the spring of 2004 an edition called The Social Contract, an article called Paving the Way to Aztlan. In this, she cites a study that was published by the Mexican government called Conapo, that's the National Council on Population, and it states this. And here's what Bentley had to say in her article in The Social Contract. The concept of reoccupation is not new. The term was used in an official study done by the Mexican government's National Council on Population, CONAPO. 
Canapo's study predicts that during Mexican President Vicente Fox's six-year term that would be when this was written, ending in 2006, 2 million Mexicans will enter the United States at the approximate rate of 380,000 per year. Wish that were the numbers today. Now, you can find this at www.thesocialcontract.com. The reoccupation, therefore, was not coined by an anti-immigration activist. It was not coined by Tucker Carlson. It was not coined by any white supremacist at all. It was coined by the Canapo study. Mexican government published it. Note also that this is exactly what we talked about last week regarding what William Norman Grigg, the late William Norman Grigg, wrote in the New American Magazine so many years ago in 2002, and that is they called it demographic warfare. Well, to bring this up to date, to make it just more pertinent today than it was yesterday, note that there are many chapters of Mecca, that is Movimiento Estudiantal Chicano de Aztlan. Sometimes Chicano is replaced by the word Chicanx. Anyway, chapters of Mecca are on multiple college campuses. In 2006, the Mecca website at the University of Oregon had this to say. Chicano is our identity. It defines who we are as a people. It rejects the notion that we should assimilate into the Anglo-American melting pot. Aztlan was the legendary homeland of the Aztecas. It became synonymous with the vast territories of the Southwest, brutally stolen from a Mexican people, marginalized and betrayed by the hostile custodians of the Manifest Destiny. Now, that was accessed by representative of the United States government, by the way, Charlie Norwood. He's passed at this particular point, and he wrote an article called The Truth About La Raza. La Raza, of course, is Spanish for the people. And you can find that at TheAmericanResistance.com. That's Representative Charlie Norwood. Now, this is not simply an out-of-the-way club, not simply a backwater club. The same website tells us that there are over 300 chapters of Mecca nationwide and that the state of Oregon composes our region, they say, of Aztlán del Noresto, formerly known as Mictlampa, uh, I guess it's Cialampa. Uh, the University of Texas at El Paso, UTEP, has also a Mecca club, and it is apparently active right now as we speak. The same exact quote as we just read from the University of Oregon regarding Aztlan as legendary homeland of the Aztecas, brutally stolen by the hostile white people and so forth. You can find that there also right here in Texas at UTEP. Now, the point here simply is this. Tucker Carlson is not some racist who speaks in unhinged fashions about reoccupation. It is the Chicano-Chicana movement itself, headed by the National Council of La Raza, the race. And so it would be good if the mainstream media would do their own homework on this and notice it themselves. Once more, one other point. Regarding unchecked illegal immigration, and one of the statements that made the mainstream media was so excited about that Tucker Carlson had made was that it will make America poorer and dirtier. Following up on what we introduced last week, in 2001, this would be long before Tucker Carlson ever came on television, the celebrated Mexican novelist Elena Poniatowska authored a book called La Piel del Cielo, that is the skin of heaven, in which she noted, and this is her own words in her book, 
Mexico is at this moment recovering territories that it lost in the past to the U.S. thanks to immigration. So thanks to immigration, they're recovering the territories that Mexico lost. According to worldnetdaily.com, that would be August 15, 2001, a French journal called Le Nouvelle Observateur also picked up the story about, about Poniatowska. But here's what she had to say in the novel. The common people, the poor, the dirty, the lice-ridden, the cockroaches are advancing on the United States, a country that needs to speak Spanish because it has 335 million Hispanics who are imposing their culture. Mexico is recovering the territories it yielded to the United States by means of migratory tactics. You can read this yourself at thefreelibrary.com slash abolishing our borders. That's thefreelibrary.com abolishing our borders. That was 2001. And I have many other quotes on it, just following up from what we had to say last week. So speaking about the great replacement and the updating on that, let's turn attention to something else, and that is, what does a police state look like? What does martial law look like? What would it look like in America if we turned into a police state? Well, you would include the weaponization of the bureaucracy, including the IRS. You would see the disarming of your law-abiding citizens in the population that have the right to keep and bear arms, the disarming of them by the federal government. You would see a federal government that targets people of faith. You would see former FBI agents who refused to raid a January 6th suspect and he warns of the agency's weaponization. And you would see a government that forces the people of its, in the country to get the shot. That's the kind of thing that you would see if a police state were in the making. But as it is, every one of those points is exactly where we are today. We'll be back in just a moment. What does a police state look like? What would a police state in the United States look like? What would martial law look like? Number one, you would find the weaponization of bureaucracies of the federal government, including the IRS. These figures are compiled by John Whitehead of the Rutherford Law Institute. He points out that there are more weapons in bureaucratic offices right now than are owned by the Marines. What kind of weapons do they have? What kind of weapons of, and these are weapons of war. Well, they have night vision equipment, body armor, hollow point bullets, Shotguns, drones, drones, assault rifles, LP gas cannons. And what kind of agencies and bureaucracies of the federal government have some of these weapons of war? Well, the IRS, the Smithsonian Institute of all places, the United States Mint, the Health and Human Services, HHS, that's right, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, they own some of these weapons, the Small Business Administration, Social Security Administration, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the Education Department, the Energy Department, the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, of all things, and many universities. How about the fact that the IRS has been grown by the Biden administration to the tune of 87,000 new agents, some of which are authorized to use deadly force? The IRS has 4,500 guns, 5 million I said it million rounds of ammo, 539 long barrel rifles, 15 submachine guns, AR-15 rifles, the kind that they want to ban from you. They want to keep out of your hands. 
How about the Veterans Administration? They have, do you realize this, 11 million rounds of ammunition? That would be 2,800 rounds for each officer. They have camouflage uniforms, riot helmets, shields. They have image enhancement devices, tactical lighting. How about the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, 4 million rounds of ammunition. They have submachine guns, 189 automatic firearms. How about the Social Security Administration? 800,000 rounds of ammunition. The EPA, 600 guns. The Smithsonian has 620 armed agents. Amtrak, NASA, they have their own SWAT teams. There are SWAT teams with the Department of Agriculture. There's a SWAT team with the Railroad Retirement Board, of all things. The TVA, the Office of Personnel Management. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Department, the Department of Education. Yes, even the Department of Education. I'm asking this question. Why is the military arming and helping partnering with the local police also to conduct training drills? And why are these agencies of the government arming themselves as if we're going to war? I ask you this question. Against whom are they fighting? Who are they preparing to fight? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a fight that they're taking to overseas. This is the fight that they're planning and preparing, apparently, for the United States citizen. At the same time, United States citizens have the right to keep and bear arms, the Second Amendment, and the federal government is commanded by the Constitution to keep your hands off of the ability of American citizens for self-defense and self-preservation, the right to keep and bear arms. But right now at this moment, you have to go through so many hoops. You have to fill out so much paperwork to get firearms. And if you order some of the firearm equipment, you're going to have people from the DHS or the FBI camped at your doorstep asking what you're doing with these firearms. Isn't it interesting that we should be the watchdog of the government, and yet the government is being the watchdog of the citizens of the United States. This is a scary proposition. At the same time, the government itself, our own government, the Biden administration, set up earlier by the Obama administration, is targeting people of faith. Right now, as we go to air, the Biden administration, the DHS, the FBI is targeting Catholic churches. They have undercover cops. They have agents placed clandestinely in Catholic congregations. Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, subpoenaed the FBI this month for targeting Catholic churches. And he discovered the following. Number one, they had indeed placed agents within the Roman Catholic Church, in spite of the fact that the FBI had earlier denied that they were doing so. Now, you know as well as I do that when they lie like that, you know that they're doing something that is wrong. They're doing something that is oppressive against the citizens of the United States. Here's something else interesting. The FBI has relied upon the Southern Poverty Law Center, the SPLC, to target what are called hate groups. What is the SPL, by the way, SPLC? The SPLC is a pro-communist, exceedingly liberal, Marxist organization. If you doubt that, 
You might note simply the fact that they had published or actually aired an interview with the communist Bill Ayers on their website a number of years ago. I don't know if it's still up or not. They're the ones who called Carol Swain, a great Christian black woman in this country who was a professor at Vanderbilt University. And you can find, in matter of fact, she's, she's friends with individuals right here in Wichita Falls. She's come through Wichita Falls many times. They are the ones that call her a white supremacist, of all things, a black woman professor. This is the Southern Poverty Law Center that we're talking about. At the same time, the Black Lives Matter movement, they're not considered a hate group. It doesn't matter how much billions of dollars of damage they may cause and how much mayhem and chaos they may cause on the streets. It doesn't doesn't matter at all. The fact also is the case, according to Jim Jordan, that the FBI has scrubbed many of its documents showing that they have indeed targeted Catholic churches. Not only the churches, they have targeted pro-life individuals. The Department of Justice, the FBI has targeted Mark Houck, for example, a Christian man who simply stood on the sidewalk and handed out tracts to people who are going into abortion clinics to kill their children. Peter Breen was an attorney for Houck. He's from the Thomas More Law Center. He said this, someone who is pro-life and did not harm to, did not harm anyone will have the full weight of the U.S. government deployed against that person. It's exactly right. That's exactly what's taking place. The FBI is not only targeting the churches and individuals within it. They're targeting pro-life individuals. They're targeting parents, concerned parents in Virginia school system that are interested in and concerned about the curriculum that the children are being fed. There's also an FBI agent right now. His name is Stephen Friend. You can read about this in the Epic Times. He refused to have a raid on a January 6th suspect because he said, hey, this is way over, over, the, head, over the top. It's too heavy-handed. And he warns about the agency's weaponization against the citizens of the United States. This is from August of last year. He was told that he was going to raid one of the suspects who had been present, simply present at January 6th. And he said this, I responded back that no police officers were killed by any of the individuals who were charged with violence at the Capitol on January 6th. No police officers. That was, of course, government disinformation. There's no need to use heavy-handed tactics. No need to use SWAT teams against people who are peaceably protesting. Now, they would never think to do that against Black Lives Matter. But no, instead, they wanted to target individuals that had been at January 6th protest. What happened to Stephen Friend? He was told by the FBI, don't come to work the next day. And his security clearance was revoked. Ladies and gentlemen, what is taking place right now is the creation of a police state. That's what it looks like. This is exactly what's occurring in America right now. No, okay. Before we go to break, let's uh, mention this, that our guest coming up in just a moment is Brigitte Gabrielle. Brigitte Gabrielle, of course, is the chairman of the Act for America organization, New York Times bestselling author. She's a national security analyst, and she is going to join us in just a few moments on the telephone. We're just excited to have this next guest with us. Brigitte Gabrielle is the national security analyst. She's a New York Times bestselling author. And she's the chairman for Act for America, 
That's actforamerica.org. Her latest bestseller is a book called Rise. And by the way, she's been here in Wichita Falls with us before. We had her at the Memorial Auditorium, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, and uh, huge crowds there, just a dynamic speaker and a great personality. Brigitte, thank you for joining me today on the program. Oh, thank you, Bill. I'm delighted to be with you. You know, I've, I've followed you, and I've wanted to have you on for a long time, and I just, uh, I've just been kind of slow getting around to it. Uh, last year, I spent some time, uh, actually, I was sick, and so I would had someone fill in for me, but... Uh, we're back going now, so we're just glad to have you here. But now, um, I was going to ask you, you know, first of all, the, uh, I haven't seen you on Fox News at all within the last two or three years. Is that, I'm taking it, they have gone a different different direction than the truth. You're absolutely correct. And not only you have not seen me, but you have not seen a lot of conservatives uh, lately on Fox News. Uh, you know, the firing of Tucker Carlson was basically the culmination of years of Fox News trying to get rid and silence the conservative experts who used to be on. Look, I used to be on Fox News six days a week, every single day on a different show. And all of a sudden, you know, when we started noticing that things started shifting and changing, was in 2018 when my book, Rise, came out. You know, my latest book, Rise, in defense of Judeo-Christian values and freedom, came out. And I have to tell you that one of the top anchors of prime time wrote the foreword for my book. And we were so excited. We thought, oh, my goodness, this is going to be great. We gave the exclusive to this specific host. And obviously, I cannot name names because, you know. Right. Uh, you know. And so all of a sudden, five days before we go to press, I get a phone call from this specific host who says to me, Brigitte, I am so sorry. I have to withdraw the forward. And I'm like, what do you mean you have to withdraw the forward? He said, Fox News put the kibosh on me. And they threatened me. I I cannot give you the forward for the book. And he said, but we will still do the exclusive prime time. You're already booked. Um, it's going to be great. And I said, okay, I mean, I understand. I understand, you know, when you're a prime time personality on Fox with your own show, you know, you have, you have to be very careful. Um, I go up to New York, Bell, um, to do the uh, Fox interviews. For a whole week, I did not do one Fox interview because that's when I learned finally by Saturday, you know, I call a friend of mine who also has a show on prime time, and I said, okay, you've got to tell me what on earth is going on. And this anchor said to me, uh, they said, the Fox, Fox News just put a list together of all the top conservatives that we are no longer allowed to have on Fox, and your name is on it. And this is why, Bill, mm -hmm. you have not seen people like me, Mark Stein. Remember Mark yeah, Stein? Yeah, I do remember Mark. Yep. Robert That's Spencer? Right. Uh, Robert, you haven't seen Mark Stein, Robert Spencer, Colonel Hunt, Dr. Walid Ferris. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, um, uh, Ann Coulter, Michelle Malkin. I mean, I can go down. Yeah. Uh, people have not realized how Fox News has been purging all these people for years. And people thought that Fox News was a conservative network. We can always rely on Fox News. And I think the firing of Tucker Carlson removed the fog from the eyes of all these conservatives yep. who thought Fox News was a conservative organization to realize they're not. They're as much fake news as everybody else. They just had a total, you know, window dressing with the people like Tucker Carlson 
and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and and God knows how long the conservatives are going to last on Fox that are still there now. Right. Well, you know, I I am totally in agreement with you. And when I Tucker Carlson was the only thing that I watched on Fox News, really, basically the only thing I and but I knew that we were in serious trouble when you stopped showing up. Robert Spencer stopped showing up, Michelle Malkin. I knew that we were in serious trouble. And I, I want people to know that this is not simply a personal thing that we're talking about. This is about the conservative voice in America is being shut down by the mainstream media, inclusive of Fox News. That's right. That's right. And it is scary what's happening because it's not just the voice of Brigitte Gabrielle. It's not just the voice of Ann Coulter, Michelle Malkin, Mark Stein, Colonel Hunt, uh, Colonel Ralph Peters. I mean, I can go down the list. They are silencing conservatives across the board. And the way Fox settled with Dominion is just unbelievable because it set precedent. Because right now, it made it a fair game to silence all conservatives. Because when you can shut down Fox News and force Fox News to settle, they have millions and millions of dollars. They have the attorneys. But people, the average person or the average talk show host, they don't have the bank uh, the bank account like Fox News, and they're not going to be able to get into those type of uh, 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 cases in court. So that means most conservatives are going to be muzzled. We have entered a new era, Bill, in muzzling conservatives, and it's very scary, and it's very important for conservatives who are listening to us right now. You need to become engaged. You need to become involved. The time of sitting on the sidelines is over. You can no longer say, well, we've got people like Bill and Brigitte Gabrielle and Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens and all these great people who are speaking up because it's a matter of time. If the country doesn't come together and stand together and bond together to protect free speech, our country is going to lose in the long term. Exactly so. Exactly so. I am with you 100%. Brigitte, tell me about the new book, Rise. Tell me about the, uh, the theme of the book. Well, the theme of the book is, you know, I wrote the book uh, watching the changes in our country, uh, watching what's happening in the country. Our, our country is changing before our very eyes. The flag that used to fly once uh, as a symbol of our pride is now considered a hate symbol on college campuses. Uh, people are kneeling to the national anthem. Police officers are vilified while the criminals are glorified. This is not the America that we want to live in. So in my book, Rise, I talk about the trend transformation of America. This is not a religious book. This is a book that deals with the, the new theater of war, the Internet. I have a whole chapter dedicated to the Internet as the new theater of war. Uh, I talk about the indoctrination in the classrooms. I talk about the coalition between the left and the Islamists working together, uh, the media intimidation. And what makes my book unique is at the end of every chapter, I have a section titled Rise Up and Act, where I give people people, three things they can do under 10 minutes to make a difference for the country, uh, and they can literally do them sitting in their pajamas. So, again, the time for action is now. I encourage people who want to know more to go to actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org, 
Check us out. Join us. Sign up to receive our emails and action alerts. Learn about all the stuff that we are doing because, Bill, we are passing bills at the federal and the state level to protect the country. Act for America has passed. Uh, up, and right now we are at 180 bills on the federal level and the state level to protect and preserve America. That is really great. Well, I hope people buy the book. You know what? That You have written so many good things in the past, Brigitte, and I appreciate you know what? When you have that, the action, three points of action at the end of each chapter, that is exactly what people need to do. So I tell you what, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come right back with one with Brigitte Gabrielle, the author of her bestseller book called Rise, and you need to go buy it. We'll be back in a moment. We're back more with Brigitte Gabrielle. I tell you, Brigitte Gabrielle is one of the, one of the greatest guests, and I've, I've been able to meet her in person, and it's just, it's just a thrilling experience, but uh, she's a dynamite in a little package. And she is really, really good, and I'm just happy that she's here today. Now, she is, as we mentioned at the beginning, chairman of Act for America. So, Brigitte, uh, tell me about Act for America. What are you doing? How, is, how does it work? And what are the programs that you're involved in? And how, how does all these chapters work with it? And thank you, Bill. Well, Act for America is the largest grassroots national security organization devoted to preserving America and preserving our freedom and protecting America from all threats, foreign and domestic. So what we do is we mobilize citizens to become engaged in their local community and take action to impact policy. That's why we have chapters nationwide. We have grassroots activists nationwide. We have keyboard activists, people, people who are are busy, who maybe have two jobs, who do not want to join a chapter, I don't have time to show up to a chapter meeting, fine. We have digital activists where we monitor, we monitor bills on the federal level and the state level uh, in all states, in every single state. And we, when you sign up to receive our emails and action alerts, we send you bills coming down for a vote in your state. And we say there is this bill introduced in your, in your uh, state legislator in the session. Uh, here's what the bill says. Here's what the sponsors are. We want to make sure you tell them whether to vote for it or not vote for it. Uh, we want it to pass. Here are your elected officials. We send you an action alert. We tell you about the bill. You, we have a tool called Act Now campaign. You click on Take Action on Act Now, and then all your elected officials' faces pop up. Um, we ask you, do you want to email them? You click yes. We have an email already pre-written for you about that specific bill. You don't even need to think about what to write. You're, you're with your signature on it. You say, yes, I like the email. I want to send it. You click confirm. It goes to you, all your elected officials. We prepare social media posts for you within the same action alert with the same Act Now campaign prepared by our social media team uh, that you can post on your Facebook, on your Twitter, uh, on your whatever social media you use that will actually tag your elected officials so they cannot say we're not hearing from the grassroots. Uh, we even give you their phone number uh, so you can call them. We even give you a script so you know what to say about the bill because a lot of people, uh, Bill, are afraid to talk to their elected officials. They think, oh my God, I don't want to sound stupid. I, you know, I don't know what to say. So we make it so easy for people to take action, um, and that's what we do. So because of that, over 100 million people have taken action on our website right now. So if you go on actforamerica.org, 
actforamerica.org, and you'll see all the campaigns, and you'll see the clicker as people take action on all our Act Now campaigns. We have campaigns about education. We have campaigns to designate Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization. We have campaigns to investigate the Biden criminal uh, enterprise. We have campaigns about CRT. We have campaigns. Right now, we have a campaign to basically uh, strip the 51 intel agents who basically lied about the Biden uh, uh, computer and shenanigans to be stripped of their security clearance. Uh, we want everybody to sign that. Uh, we want to hold them accountable. So we have many campaigns on the federal level and the state level. I encourage you to go there, sign up to get our emails and action alert, and become engaged. That is a great uh, you have set it up for everybody just to do it in their pajamas, like you said. That is really that's right. That is great. Now on the on the Hunter Biden laptop that you mentioned, you you have the action alerts and the statements uh, to be sent out to to get rid of those fifty one lying agents. They lied to the that's American right. people. That's right. Strip them from their security clearance because right now they still have their security clearance. They can go in to SF. They can get whatever intelligence they want. Right now, Bill, when you and I are talking, they can do that. Liars like them, spies like them, liars who change the direction of our election because of their lies. Look, a lot of people say that if it wasn't, if people would have found out about the Biden computer, about all the shenanigans about the bribery, about uh, 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 the shenanigans with other nations, about endangering our own country, selling our secrets, uh, dealing with the enemy, undermining America's national security. And they all knew about it, yet they came together and colluded and lied to say that this is a Russian hoax about the Biden laptop. That's unacceptable. They have to be held accountable. Now, they are government employees. You cannot get rid of them. But you can definitely strip them from their security clearance. These are the issues that we tackle, important issues on a daily basis that affect our country. That's what makes our organization, Act for America, very different than any other organization. Because let, let's face it, Bill, a lot of people, especially on the right side, on our side, they listen to talk radio. They watch television. They are informed. They understand the issue. They know there is a problem. But they do not know what to do about it. They are frustrated because they are educated. You know, information are going out of our ears. We are so educated. We are glued to talk radio. We are glued to television. But most people do not know what to do about it. We are the answer. We give people what to do based on the information you're hearing. So not only you can listen to talk radio and you can watch television, but you can go home, get our action alerts, and actually take action that will impact our policy, that will impact the direction of our country, and we are taking our country back community by community. To give you a perfect example, Bill, after the 2020 election and after Zuckerberg's, we learned that, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg mm -hmm. poured over $400 million into uh, companies to distribute ballot boxes. We passed a bill, we introduced a bill in 30 states to ban Zuckerberg. 
Zuckerbucks, banning private funding and interfering with the election. We were able to pass it in 30 states. In this last election, in 2022, you didn't hear a word about Zuckerbucks. You didn't hear a word about all these ballot boxes. Why? Because Act for America closed the loopholes in 30 states across the country. That's the type of work that we do, and this happens between elections. So if you are a conservative, if you say, oh, my gosh, I'm a conservative, I listen to talk radio, I watch television, and I vote every two years, it takes more than listening to the radio and voting every two years. You have to take action in between voting days during the two years to make an impact to change the result of the election every two years when we go vote. That is exactly right. Brigitte, you talked about the election. Let me just ask you about the integrity of elections. This is one of my biggest concerns, because if we don't have integrity of elections, we don't have a country. We don't have freedom, period. Exactly. I agree with you. And this is why we made this issue our top priority. Uh, in the last two years, I just mentioned Zuckerberg, we were able to pass over 60 election integrity bills nationwide in different states. Voter ID bills. This is why I say, make sure everyone listening to us right now, sign up to receive our emails and action alerts because you need to be aware about bills coming down that you can take action on and put pressure on your election officials to take action. Look, if they're not willing to see the light, we're going to make them feel the heat. And that's what we do. And people need to remember that it's so important to understand who are your city council members? Who are your school board members? Who are your state delegates? What are they doing? Because remember, it's your state delegates that vote on the Dominion machines. Uh, it's, not, it's not Congress. It's your state delegates. That's why it's important to understand who we are putting in office. So we have these bills they we are working on that. Right now we have bills introduced in about, uh, uh, I think, 40-plus states where we are uh, demanding paper ballots, no machines in every single state, and going back to the old way we used to vote. If France can do it and they can tally over 40 million votes in one day by 7 p.m., know how their election turned out, we can do exactly the same thing. We have many Act Now campaigns regarding the election. Go to actforamerica.org, click on Act Now, you'll see it on the top of the tab, and it will drop the national election and the, the, the Act Now state and Act Now national. Uh, you can literally type in election integrity and you'll get all the bills on the state level and the federal level regarding election integrity. And please take action and share it with everyone you know. That is a great website. i tell you what, Brigitte, speaking about elections, I want to ask you real quickly about Donald Trump, I noticed that one of your action alerts involves uh, the, the Alvin Bragg's prosecutorial misconduct and federal election interference f from New York. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's why we demanded that Congress, that's why we worked with members of Congress to literally drag him before the committee and investigate his action. Uh, you know, I, but exactly this is what it takes, Bill. It takes people 
taking those action alerts because, as you saw, you type in your address and your zip code, and we give you your elected officials, your, 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 because you are a constituent. When, when you call your elected official, it makes a difference. And that's why when we sent out that action alert, that's why Congress and Jim Jordan and everybody who was bombarded with our emails, that's why they're dragging him before Congress uh, to start holding him accountable. We cannot allow any district attorney to just basically change the course of our country or prosecute a president because he does not agree with him politically. This is not something we, 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 we go for in the United States. And many of these district uh, 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 attorneys are you know, appointed by Soros. So we need right. to make sure we take action. Now, Brigitte, do you still have a speaking schedule that you go around the country and speak frequently? Yes, I do, and I would love to come back to Wichita Falls. Oh, my goodness. My speaking engagement with you guys was one of the highlights of all my speaking engagement nationwide. I'll never forget that. It was an amazing night. We should do it again. Well, you know what? I want to do that. We'll have to arrange to do that. I I was telling someone the other day, I said, it was the greatest uh, it was the greatest speech. I mean, we had, what was it, 700 people at the Memorial Auditorium here. And when you came in, it, the atmosphere was electric. And, boy, you you ignited it. And it was just really, really great. <laughs> you did. It was just, you're the spark. And I just really appreciate uh, your speaking. So uh, I was hoping that you did do that still. So we need to have you come back. Yes, I would love that. Just uh, Just send me an email, and I would love to coordinate that with you. Okay, well, we'll do that. Well, listen, Brigitte, thank you for taking time to be here to tell people about actforamerica.org. We need them to go there, be a part of it, and and be a part of the team. So thank you so much for being such a great leader, such a great woman, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, my friend, for having me. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. If you want to follow Patriotic Pulpit, that's the show, then you can go to Spotify. That's the app, Spotify. And you can put in Patriotic Pulpit, and you can find all the shows that we've had uploaded there. We've not been there that long, but we've been there sometime. And also, it's on Amazon Music app as well. Now, if you want to read articles that I write, it's on News Talk 1290 website, the News Talk 1290 website. My own personal website is American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, and it has a donate button there. You may go there and donate if you will to do that, if you wish to do that. So uh, anyway, that's how you can find my material, as well as I preach at the Iowa Park Church of Christ, and it's iowaparkcoc.org. You can go to that website, and you can read all the material that I write, and you can see sermons that I preach, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, It's good stuff, so I hope that you go to it. So that's how you find this show. That's how you find me at at the pulpit, and that's how you find the Bible classes that I teach. So thank you today for listening to Patriotic Pulpit.